And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome back to the Mentors Radio. I am Tom Laurie. With the impact of COVID-19, you may be faced with an unwanted job shift or with the structural changes that are underway, you may be looking for a complete career shift. Our guests today are Sue and Kelly Connolly, who know something about this. Sue is a communications executive and today runs a communications firm that has served some of the greatest companies in Silicon Valley. Sister Kelly is also in the communications field with a customer-centric, smart graphic design, branding, and digital marketing firm. But really what sets them apart is Kitlist. Kitlist was founded by Sue back in, I believe, uh, 1997. And she's going to tell us a little bit about it. Kitlist today is a community of 72,000 people who share experiences and knowledge and help each other in job search. So welcome, Sue and Kelly. And Kelly is also has her own business. I, I don't know if I mentioned that. Oh yes, I did. They're both they're both business owners. Yes. Hi, Tom. Let's start. Are, are there, hey, Tom. hey. Hey. <laughs> so is there any? Is there any? The, so the sisters this is, Sue is. And Kelly, uh, she's on the other line as well. Hello, yes, it's Kelly. I'm the faster talker, just so you can differentiate. There you go, and I can differentiate the two. So is there any good news about jobs and job growth amid COVID-19? Well, actually, yes. Um, Well, first of all, I have to say that Kelly has saved my life on the kit list. Um, You know, she's been pitching in. I've needed help so many times over the years, and the kit list would not be around if it wasn't for my angel sister. (laughs) So... um, and with that being said, we're actually sheltering in place together right now at my house while Kelly's recovering from foot surgery. And during this time and kind of seeing what was going on, we decided to do a very, very informal video series to the people in the Kitless community and beyond because we did post them on YouTube with the idea of looking at what's happening from a different lens. And so... Uh, I mean, we just felt compelled to tell people as everything was melting down and we're seeing people without work. Um, we are actually getting calls from people who are out of work prior to COVID even hitting and thinking, you know, how can we pivot this and look at this differently? And, of course, Kelly and I have a certain perspective being, you know, part of the, the kit list here, but we also went to our friends, the experts. And so in the videos, we, we actually had experts we've known for years weigh in on things that people could do. And with that... The good news is that even though COVID is unpredictable and devastating, people are still getting jobs, businesses are still moving forward, and that even in what looks to be like the darkest hour, there still is that light at the end of the tunnel if you think differently. And you actually, it, bottom line, it goes down to relationships, frankly. And 
but there is much better news out there. And yes, there are things that are difficult, but as one of our guest speakers said, he said, you know, in every um, bear market, there's always a bull. You know, there is opportunity there. So we just wanted to encourage people to think differently and see where there might be opportunities in the midst of this where they can be kind of ahead of the curve with everyone else. In fact, Kelly, you might want to relate a story about Dad, about uh, World War II, <laughs> oh, Notre Dame. <laughs> your dad, my dad, yes. Well, actually, right. He, we've had these sort of epidemics and issues before, and certainly in World War II, when how many GIs were coming back after the war, coming back to the U.S., and thank goodness the GI Bill got all these men into college, uh, men and women, but mostly men. But my dad realized that he was at Notre Dame, and uh, thought, you know what? He when he graduates, there's going to be millions of other of other smart, newly graduated men out there looking for work. So he had better get ahead of it and get out before the rest of them. And he probably calls himself a good old C student, but he knew that just by getting out there um, ahead of everybody else, he would be ahead of it. So sure enough. He went to uh, summer school in Wisconsin and uh, sure enough graduated early and was out there before the rest. So. so that's also another way. If you can get out early right now, some people are still kind of in a bit of a shock bubble, and this is the time to reach out and call your network. And, in fact, you know, Tom, when we were doing the prep call, I think one of the biggest and most important ways to find your next job is, <clears throat> is through relationships. And, um, and not necessarily thinking of just of your colleagues or your family members, but it could just be that soccer parent right next to you or prior to COVID that, you know, you'd be standing next to you during practices and games. And I literally heard a story of someone who got a job from someone they were standing next to at a soccer game, and it turned out that person worked at Google or one of the other big companies. And so don't discount whom you know or you might remotely know but most importantly, do the people in your circles really know what you do? Um, Kelly and I would joke, my mom would say periodically to me, like, Sue, what is it again that you do? <laughs> and so that's a perfect indicator that your next job is likely coming from someone you worked with, someone you socialized with, but it might not be even your, your tightest social circle. But number one is do people know what you do and and what Really, it is. Is like, is what's that thirty-second, you know, kind of problem-solver statement that you can give to someone so people can just get a light bulb go off and go, oh, that's what Tom does. I need to pull him in, you know, when something else comes up. And Tom, I think you even mentioned when you run into people on the plane, you know, and you'd be talking to someone, you would bookmark it when you hear about what someone does. You're like, oh, I, you know, that's someone I'll call if X, Y, or Z comes up. So I think that's a really key thing is make sure your own network and slightly wider circles know what you do and what you're looking for. And, um, and the other thing I think this kind of leads into this concept of um, what I call friend working. Um, I have an allergic reaction to the word networking. <laughs> um, it sounds very calculated, and usually when people are networking, they're having to reach out kind of for their own benefit and their own gain. And um, it just seemed kind of cold and impersonal and somewhat calculating. As, as is all job searching. Yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> difficult. Everybody, nobody wants to be on that scale then and see, put on, be, jump, put on the scale and 
see what we do, what we don't do. It's more a personal relationship, and this is why how the kid list started years ago was keeping friends together. Sue said, you know what, we all need jobs, but let's, let's share among each other, among our friends and colleagues, jobs we hear about. And that started something huge just by keeping it among friends. And back to what, you know, what we do and don't do, it's keep it, keep it simple, keep it friendly, keep it personal. Keep it positive. Don't have that black cloud over your head. You know, we all know when someone's looking for a job and they just kind of get in that little downward spiral and it actually, you know, inadvertently repels people. But that's why if we go back to the idea of friend working, and in fact, you know, the kit list does stand for keep in touch. And, um, and we were just modeling on what our dad did. He always kept in touch with people. He'd go to all of his reunions for World War II, for Notre Dame, for his grade school and high school. But more importantly, he'd be the first one to pick up a phone, write a handwritten note, and literally keep in touch with people and look out for them. He helped people find jobs. He visited people in hospitals. So actually, you know, the kit list, it was not started as a business or an idea. It was simply just trying to help some friends at Silicon Graphics years ago let's let's you know we're kind of we're gonna, a hot and happening company at the time and all this top talent got hit so i just reached out to recruiters i knew let's come back to that we got to take a break we're up against Perfect. the break here and we're going to talk about kitless we're going to talk about relationships uh we'll be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor sue Connolly, who founded kitless a community of seventy-two thousand plus people who share experiences and knowledge to help each other in job search and her sister kelly who serves as her wingman at kitlist thank you for listening and thank you for spreading the word about the mentors radio we have doubled our podcast downloads make sure you tell your friends you can go to our website thementorsradio.com and click on past shows to find many of our great past guests this is tom laurie and this is the mentors radio and now back to the mentors where remarkable ceos challenge your thinking about life and business Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today we are joined by Sue and Kelly Connolly, and we're talking about how to take the leap and manage your career during the COVID-19 crisis. Remember, you can listen to this show or any previous show via podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, and more on any device at any time. You can subscribe to the shows at thementorsradio.com. So we were talking about uh, Kitlist and relationships in the last segment. Why don't you give us a little more history? You talked about Silicon Graphics and how it got started. Tell us a little bit more, Sue, about how you came about putting Kitless up on the Internet and what's happened to it since. It's, gosh, 23 years now that you've been uh, overseeing this. <laughs> You're scaring me. I know. Time has flown. Well, first of all, to be honest, it was not my idea to start this big thing. <laughs> and frankly, it was really God's idea um, I was simply just trying to help some friends out and uh, staying in touch with friends, keep in touch. That was really what it was. And um, when Silicon Graphics went from darling of Wall Street to starting to have its first setbacks, I wanted to help my friends out. And that really, it was the power of friends helping friends and people solely referring to it by word of mouth that made it grow so fast. And what happened is, is people as Silicon Graphics and then ultimately then the first dot-com bust hit, they'd be, you know, summarily dismissed from a company, but then sure enough they get picked up by a startup, and those startups are trying to hire really great talent, 
And so the kit list became kind of the inside scoop on jobs that were happening and, um, and kind of people through friendships and through people they knew, and then it became through people they didn't know that there was top talent because quality people refer to other quality people. So if I knew what I was starting by just doing a simple email list to my friends, I would have gone screaming in the other direction. <laughs> and Kelly has heard me over the years when I just was working all through the middle of the night on top of doing my regular work and just thinking I just couldn't keep this going. But I really felt um, a huge moral obligation that as long as people were out of work to kind of keep this thing going. So believe me, it was no great vision. It was no great business you know, acumen on my part. It was trying to simply honor a need that was out there and recognize that it's really through the power of people helping each other that it just kept growing and growing. That being said, I do think it's important to also get people to realize that, you know, even like right now with COVID and people feel somewhat helpless, that you have the ability to help other people right now. And getting your next job is going to be more likely through a relationship. And what better time right now to reach out to someone with the idea of helping them first, you know, checking in on them first, to see how they're doing, and that's kind of the concept of friend working that we came up with, which is the alternative to networking, which, you know, you only call or show up or, you know, you know those people that, you know, they only emerge when they need something from you, and that's kind of not a good way to go. But if you're, like my dad would do, proactively always keeping in touch with people, looking out for them, helping them, there's a natural beauty of how things come back in a really... Um, circular way that, um, you know, when you do good for others, good comes back to you. This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show today. We are with Sue and Kelly Conley, and we're talking about relationships, job, jobs, and growth amid COVID-19. So I want to I want to come back and talk a little bit more about these relationships. I think, Kelly, you were going to add something. Go ahead and do that, and then let's come back. I want to talk about relationships. Uh, yes, and I, mostly I kind of want to reiterate about it, the personal follow-through, follow-up with people, and that's how Sue works, that's how our, we learn we learned from our dad, and also you too, Tom. You've been doing this for so many years with, with Sing and with the radio show that you are, for years, by yourself as well as then getting a team of people, really helping others. And so it's a real sense of generosity that you have shown and given relentlessly and uh, I think that's what's really changing lives. So I want to give you a hand for, for all you've done. I'm just a follower. I just tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> so there are <laughs> followers and there's who are leaders to really inspire. So I want to thank you for that. And uh, tell well, us I what to do. We'll do it. <laughs> well, I think you two, you two are good leaders. So uh, on the relationships issue, uh, Reed Hoffman, who is the founder of uh, LinkedIn, has written, written a, a great deal about relationships. And people can find some of his work uh, on the net. One is Relationships Rule the World. And the one that I have probably sent out to hundreds of people is Relationships with Integrity. And then I'm going to read something and have you guys comment on it. Uh, Reed talks about four types of relationships, uh, three which should be avoided. The first is I'll do something for you if you'll do something for me. Second is, I'll do something for you, but I'm keeping track of what you owe me. And the third is, I'll invest in this relationship, and I expect you to invest commensurately over time. And the last is, I'll invest in this relationship because it is the right thing to do. And as you were talking about your dad 
and relationship building. And we talk a great deal about this at Sing, which is a ministry in Danville, California, for people that are out of work. You know, relationships are not, real relationships are not transactional. They're unconditional. I think that's what you're getting at. And I think Hoffman, if you really want to, he does a great job in talking about these four types of relationships. And I think all of us know of those relationships that are transactional. And we've heard stories about people going to networking events and somebody saying, what do you do? Who are you? And within three minutes, they decide you can't be of any value to them. And they turn their back and walk away. Those are transactions. Those are people looking for transactions. But what we tell people, and you, I want you to comment, is go out and really build a relationship regardless of what that person does or who they are. I mean, it could be the uh, person by could be the person behind the uh, counter at McDonald's because you never know where it's going to lead. Would you like to comment on that? Exactly it. And our dad was like that. <laughs> he was friends to CEOs, and he also would be friending the person emptying out the garbage can. And I, you know, at night, and I would do that in offices when you know the days when you'd actually have to work late at night because you couldn't bring the computer home. And he, his measure of a person was who they were character-wise. It wasn't their job title or their balance sheet. And, you know, his best friends were not considered financially successful, but they were tremendously successful as human beings. In fact, they were heroes, really, truly heroes. So I think what we have to do is not look at it with the lens of job search or the world, but look at it the lens with, you know, who someone is as a person. When you stop, when you get rid of that other lens, you see the true person and you just You know, the beauty of the smaller world that we have right now is you just never know who is going to be your next best friend or the person who's going to get you that job. But it has to be from the attitude of giving first. And that's why friend working is, you know, be a friend first, and then the magic unfolds after. And being a friend first is also easier. It it is something that people understand instantly. Are you a giver or are you a taker? And when I'm looking for work, looking for things, and you see... We all kind of recognize that person to not come back and help. So, uh, it, but it's often it's because they're panicked, they are stressed, and they feel they need something, so they're moving fast. But versus, you know, let's look at the relationship first. Look, look at the friendship first. What can I do to help you? What can I do? What can we do to share together? And that sort of sort of eases the whole error about us all and about what we're doing, and right. just, uh, takes the pressure off, but also well, makes it better. Let's come back and talk some more about this. We have to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Sue Connolly, who founded Kitless, and her wingman, Kelly. Remember, you can take the Mentors Radio Show with you anywhere by subscribing to our podcast at TheMentorsRadio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. And now... Back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie. Today, we're joined by Sue and Kelly Connolly. We're talking about how to take the leap and manage your career during the COVID-19 crisis. Remember, you can hear us on the Salem Radio Network in California and Texas and online anytime at TheMentorsRadio.com or any podcast platform, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. So... Coming back to you two, 
you both run your own businesses. So you're you're, you're doing this thing and helping people uh, c- communicate and find jobs. But you're also employers. You're small business owners. Sue, why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do? And also, what what challenges are you facing today with regards to COVID? Well, I'll tell you, um, my my business is providing marketing communications to high-tech companies and biotech companies. And it's been a pleasure to work with some of the really amazing people here in the Silicon Valley. And one thing I do want to say is that we've seen it through peaks and valleys. And, you know, having kind of that longer view, we realize that, you know, the ups don't stay up and the downs don't stay down. And that the ones who move sooner get out of the downs faster. So that's one thing I want to encourage everybody right now is, um, in fact, Kelly even has a quote, um, but, you know, when things are not looking so good, what do you do? And Cal, do you want oh, to that up? We, have, we talked about the one Tom was talking earlier about this. Churchill. Keep going to hell. Keep going. That right now we are, and that's a Winston Churchill quote, and it's sort of been something that's kept us going because, yeah, we're all kind of in the suspended, dangling point of now what's, what's the future? What does the future hold? What are we doing? What's the country doing? What's the globe doing? But you know what? We just sort of need to hit the ground, keep going, keep going. Um, and even reach out, call, and that's this is the time to talk to people. And the one thing I wanted to before the previous segment is, you know, taking those relationships one step further and having Kelly as my cheerleader and accountability buddy has been huge. And I think it's really even this morning Kelly's saying, "Okay, so you're going to do this, this, and this." And you know, I'm a really, really, really good procrastinator, but having someone like Kelly who's in my camp and says, hey, have you done this yet? Have you done that? But in a really positive way. And in fact, um, our dad and both of our parents are very much that way. They both would affirm the kind of thing, call up the greatest in all of us. And I really think that for finding a job, you know, it is, or even finding new business. You know, for me, I really don't like finding new business. I, I depend largely on referrals. But a lot of times people, you know, don't know when you're available or they think you're busy or what have you. We all have to reach out. In fact, in the job market or in the business owner market, we all have to be entrepreneurs. And a job seeker really has to be their own advocate. But I really suggest don't do it alone. Find a buddy, you know, someone who might be in the same boat with you or someone who's always been an advocate for you and team up with them and do something regularly where that person's affirming you and also keeping you gently accountable. You will start to see really great actions from that. Because it's important, I think, that we have to... We need encouragement, and uh, we were fortunate to have a really great family, great parents who always sort of encouraged us. I have a nice story about our dad before he just a couple days before he passed away, but they always sort of believed in us, and that kind of propelled us forward and get us, got us to think about having our own businesses and being successful at that because they believed in us. So what we're saying is that this is the time for us to do that for each other. Maybe we can find a friend or a few friends that we can encourage because right now it's not all about us. Uh, we are all a little bit frightened and a little bit uh, hesitant about how to move forward, but maybe we can be that for somebody else. Think about a friend, a neighbor, a family member who might need encouragement, and sometimes that's all we need just to keep moving forward. You know, if you're going through a hell, keep moving, keep going. Yeah, so and, you, and you never know what one phrase or word might do. And this is where something has come back to me years later where someone would say, Hey, Sue, when you told me X, Y, and Z, which I completely forgot, by the way, they said that really meant a lot, and that propelled me to go ahead and do whatever. 
And Kelly knows that in, you know, my dad would write little notes. You know, again, they're perpetual keep-in-touch guy. He was really good about positive notes. But I have a note from my dad back from the 90s, um, you know, encouraging note to me saying, you're a winner, Sue, I'm so proud of you, that kind of a thing, love dad. I have it taped on the inside of my medicine cabinet. And I have another one for my mom that after my dad died, I was helping her a lot with things, and she was just saying how much she appreciated that. I see that every single morning, and that gives me a little shot in the arm. So, you know, send a note to someone. Call someone and tell them what you appreciate in them. And then conversely, this is one of those things where, you know, we all know what we do for work or what we, you know, do career-wise, but sometimes we don't recognize the things that stand out that we do that seems like it's, you know, as easy as falling out of bed, and someone goes, oh, yeah, but Tom is the only one who knows how to lead and inspire and be a CEO and all those things that you might go like, well, yeah, you know, Tom, you're, you're so modest anyway. But I would really recommend that people go out to their network of some friends some family members and ask them and say, I'm doing an inventory of my skills and my talents, and I want to uncover things perhaps that I might not be aware of, and I want to see, number one, what are some trends here? Number two, are there some outlying things that I might actually consider as something that I just never thought of as being a core strength, but it really is who I am, but I, it's so natural I don't even see it. In fact, Kelly knows an author who wrote a book called Finding Your Blue Light, and it's about that thing that we do that is our gift from God, and it's from you know just inherent in what we're doing that we might not be using as our career. And, Kelly, what was the name of the author? I hate to do that. It was uh, Jennifer Fulweiler. She's now a new comedian, too. She's a, uh, she's a, a Christian uh, convert, uh, but has some great stories about really what enlightens us, what, what are things that we get energy from but also help others. So as well as, uh, there was that, uh, Tom, you probably are familiar with this, that called and gifted workshop that comes out um, that they have here in the U.S. It's, um, it's Catherine of Siena. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Catherine of Siena. Yes, Siena.org, and it's actually a great program. There's one uh, out of St. Dominic's in San Francisco, and also... Right. Yeah, that's a great thing. It's, I think it's what Sue is saying is that what we need to know is understand, first of all, what are we good at? What gives us energy? What gives us uh, hope and excitement? And understanding those talents that we have and gifts, that also can, can move us forward and give us maybe a new pathway on where to, where to go, where to move, where to, where to work. So we to be coming from your friends colleagues asking them, hey, what do you think of my talents? I'm, I'm, and really asking that from them, and their perspective is different, as well as doing something like the calls and gifted workshops to find your spiritual gifts. and what's... Right, because this might be the time to pivot. Some of the jobs, you know, things like the entertainment industry, Broadway, um, restaurants, uh, you know, a lot of the things, or even my, maybe my own small business where, you know, I can work remotely a lot most of the time, but some are still going to have to move, but maybe there might be a way to pivot your thinking and do, you know, not a 180, but maybe like a 45-degree change and take what you do and apply it in a new way for kind of the new ways we're going to be working together. And um, and actually, part of what pivoting was a concept that was one of our recent guests on the, um, we did only, we only did five videos for the Corona uh, sh- Shelter and Time um, uh, period, but then we also had a series of um, uh, some TV shows. Uh, actually, right at the time my, our mom was so sick, but the idea is helping people. You know, Kelly and I would talk to the experts and get from them 
what people can do to find a job then, but many of the same things about how to interview, how to utilize LinkedIn more effectively, um, how to turn an interview if you think it's going in the wrong direction. All those same points are valid even more so now. And, uh, and then the COVID um, or the corona videos that we just recently did, again, very homegrown DIY <laughs> productions. But, you know, the experts were able to tell us, number one, you know, directly from the business owners and experts, there is hiring going on right now. Here, we're we're going to have to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to cut and we'll come back to that. I'm very interested in hearing with, uh, about the videos and they will be posted to our website. We're going to be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Sue Connolly, who founded KitList, a community of 72,000 plus people who share experiences and knowledge to help each other in job search and her sister, sister Kelly, who serves as her angel at KitList. This is Tom Laurie and this is the Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today we are joined by Sue and Kelly Connolly, and we're talking about how to take the leap and manage your career during the COVID-19 crisis. Now, Kelly, you're not going to get away. Uh, Sue talked about what sh- her business and what she's doing. Tell us a little bit about your business and what you're doing. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Uh well, uh, it's a creative business. I'm a, I'm a, I have a design business, branding and marketing and uh, uh, graphics and print and web, web design. But uh, as we've been talking about how really it's our, our friends and our people we know and who we can help out, the, the large part of the success of my business has been really the resources of design talent and uh, marketing people that kind of work with me on my business. And it's really dear friends of mine that have helped to enhance the business of my services. So it, it, we, we just work on our friends and, uh, and... And she creates a great virtual team. That's really the premise. Right. It's a team of people, but really these are people that I've, I've come to know as friends and colleagues who I can trust and who, with them, I can create a team and really offer some great design solutions for companies, large and small, from startups as well as corporate companies so uh, or large corporations. So... Uh, but it is, uh, it's all about who our friends are and, and making new friends and uh, being a resource for others as well as uh, for our people we work with, our clients, being a resource. So, um, and it's whom you trust. What's that? You know, in, in speed dating, you don't marry the person you just talk to for 15 minutes before the bell goes off. It's all the investment of time and people seeing kind of the proof in the pudding of, you know, number one, you know, neither Kelly nor I are geniuses. That's for certain. And our dad was always saying, you know, he was a C student, but people trusted him and they knew that they can go to him for his best work. And I think that... And his success came from being trusted and being, being honorable, reliable. He was there for people. So that's what really I think that he did most success in life is that. And Tom, you were a perfect example of that. You are there for people, anybody. So uh, that's... That and and we pull the all-nighters. You know, that's the thing is that we will come through. And I think Kelly is always so modest about the work she does. But people know that you'll come, she'll come through. And that's ultimately what people want for anyone that they bring into a team to hire. You know, they want to find a good chemistry right. fit. And they want someone who's going to make them look good and someone they can depend on. And you don't have to be Einstein. 
This is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show today. We're with Sue and Kelly Conley, and we're talking about relationships, jobs, growth, amid the COVID-19. Well, it's 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 a natural. Kidless is a natural when I think about what you both are doing. Uh, you're customer focused, and as we all know, uh, it's the relationship between a company and the customer. Uh, that creates the trust and also their the reliability of the company to serve whatever the needs are. So it seems to be a natural outgrowth of what you guys do for a living. Yes, it is, but it also could be that way for anybody, really. It takes the pressure off being the best, being the smartest, being the most whatever. It's the fact that we are offering services, help to those who need it, whether it be right. the community True. or in business. And also, one thing I do want to say, and we hear this time and time again from recruiters and hiring professionals, you know, when you look at the laundry list of things that are being asked for in some of these job descriptions, you look and you go, good luck finding that within one human being. And that's exactly true. It does not exist in one human being. And um, and that's actually what we're hearing back even now through all this COVID stuff. There are people who are making faster hires now with people with only 50% of the meeting the requirements in the job description because these companies, when they have an open rec, they've got to move fast. So for what we're hearing, that open recs, they're moving quickly. Companies, larger companies in particular, are holding off on the so replacement recs and you know open spots, they're trying to close those quickly. The ones that are further off down the field, they're actually holding off on for the time being. But that's not, you know, words for dismay anyway because it's now creating even more opportunities where people will now, you know, their teams are saying they need help, but they're more likely to hire someone on a consulting basis than they they will for a full-time job. So be flexible in the way in which you work because time and time again, people, they go in on a consulting basis, and sure enough, that company wants to hire them full-time later on. So be open to the way in which you work. Um, that also is being, like, really agile during this time. The other thing well, is you that talk, I heard. Oh, well, I was going to say firms, they're getting extended. The contracts are getting one. One person who has a whole uh, team of consultants thought she'd lose her business. You know, it would drop dramatically, and eighty percent automatically extended another quarter. So, companies are ready to move, but just in different ways. Well, and I think it's uh, true that if you're open, the pie gets bigger, not smaller. It's a matter of being open to all these things, right? Exactly. And income is income. And it's an awfully lovely thing to see the numbers going one direction rather than the other. (laughs) We've seen both. (laughs) Well, we're going to come back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, Sue Conley, who founded Kitlist, a community of 72,000 plus people who share experiences and knowledge to help each other in job search. And her sister, Kelly, who serves as her angel and wingman at Kitlist. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and today we're joined by Sue and Kelly Connolly, and we're talking about how to take the leap and manage your career during the COVID-19 crisis. So, Sue and Kelly, are there other things that people should be thinking about or sites that they should go to that can help them navigate this turbulent time? Absolutely. I think a key thing for people to look at is if your regular job is not currently available, 
there is a huge need for volunteers and volunteer work. And that, in, during whether COVID or not, it's always a great way to get exposure to a new network of people and put your strengths and talents to work. And there are a couple of really great organizations where you can do that. One is called uh, Taproot, which it's a kind of a clearinghouse for all the needs for different foundations and organizations who need talent from the financial background or legal background or what have you, and you can donate your time and get some exposure, and many times those jobs lead to a job in that nonprofit. Uh, to that end also, there's another group called Encore, which actually they do get, you do get a stipend for a certain amount of time, but again, these are for people who are senior in their careers, they know their stuff, but they might want to be able to contribute to a really, you know, wonderful organization and try something new. And then uh, you actually do get a stipend, or, you know, some payment for your time. And I, we know personally of a few friends who have been hired by those nonprofits once they got exposure to that senior person's, um, and again, I mean senior career, uh, to their expertise. And then also, Kelly, I think you had a couple ideas about trying to find out what makes the magic for each person. Uh, yeah, I think mostly we're talking about knowing who we are, what we are good at, how to share that with other people. I think a kind of a starting point professionally is to using that strength finders. And it's, uh, I think, for a small fee, you take a survey and find out really what are your professional and uh, talents and strengths. Maybe we also mentioned the called and gifted, but strength finders is, that is probably better professionally to understand what we do. And we often don't know exactly what we're good at. And this, this sort of, with the survey, kind of uncovers some of these things that we don't really know, what we're, that, that we're not really sure that we're good at. So I would say that is a really important place to go. True. Start. And then also, As, make some calls now. This is the time now. People are suffering now. And don't make any assumptions that you think people are all set or you know, things would be you know, fine and dandy for someone. Even someone who looks to be successful might be having a crisis. So call first to find out how friends or your colleagues or former colleagues are doing right now during these remarkable times. And then in the course of that conversation, you can share where you're at, and there might be some magical connection where someone knows of something where you can be of help. But the whole thing is that concept of be a friend first, offer to help first, give your talents to pay it forward, and you'll be surprised by the results. But it changes your whole attitude. It changes it from fear and worry to expansiveness and the unlimited opportunities that are out there, no matter what the circumstances are. And then you'll see this magical ripple effect. And remember, what you do for someone else does have a positive ripple effect in your family, in your friend circle, and in your community. And you might not ever know till you die and you hear the final accounting of all the things you've done and go, oh, my gosh, that one encouraging word, that one phone call, that pat on the back really changed someone's day, and you don't know if they were really having an awful day or, or contemplating something very serious. But also, uh, too, don't forget about your story, too. You can help write that. Not only, not only do it, but start by writing it down. <laughs> what, are, what is your story? Who are you? What, and I don't want to talk about mean, I don't mean that elevator pitch, but it's in a sense that we should always have uh, a statement to, to talk to anybody about, whether it be a friend or a family or, uh, or a colleague of what we do. So I would challenge all of us to write that down, a quick one or two sentences of what we're good at, how we help, and then with that same, in that same statement, how we can offer help. And, what's, and then as we reach out to others, knowing, offering our help to them too. So come up with that 
that elevator pitch, uh, that, that's a good one. That, that's a story we want to live by. Um, in fact, I was, everybody's struggling. Sue was saying we should reach out to people. I have a friend of mine. He's a senior VP of a huge company, and uh, he's going through a very difficult time of loneliness, even though he's working at home with his family. But I, everyone's struggling right now. So reach out to anybody. And, And don't assume. I think that's the big thing we've all learned. (laughs) And in that, we can help other people, too, as well as they'll know, too, oh, wait a minute, that's what you do again. So have that little, your line ready about what you do, how you can help, and what you like to be doing, and uh, as well as reaching out how you can help them. That might be, just have it always ready. And so prepare that, write for that. And this way, when you call out your friends, when you see people, have that ready to say, and also find out, being able to, offer help and advice too because people everyone's needing it right now yeah don't forget the uh people that are alone i i I had harry kramer on a few weeks ago who was the ceo of baxter and we spent a little bit of time talking about the loneliness of being a ceo Uh, and there's nothing wrong with reaching out to the ceo as well to anybody uh, people will not know uh, unless they've been in that role as a CEO the difficult decisions and how alone you can feel. And having somebody uh, call them, send them a note, or doing it does wonders as well. And again, it doesn't have to be conditional. It shouldn't be conditional. It should not be transactional. It should be done with compassion. But that's a good point. And the last thing, just we've got 30 seconds. Uh, on accountability, I can't stress that more. We do the uh, success teams in our ministry where we have four or five people that meet weekly and they hold one another accountable. That is so, so important uh, to keep people on track. And you've got 15 seconds and then we'll have to close it out. My main point is now is the time. When, when This is the time that is defining a new generation of kids who are graduating right now. And the way the Great Depression forged a generation that was able to fight World War II and really transform our world, this is the time, 2020, is, is for vision ahead and looking, and this is going to be the defining moment. And regardless of age, this is our time to do something really special and to think out of the box. Well, thank you. That's going to be it until next week. Our guests have been Sue Connolly, who founded KitList, a community of 72,000-plus people who help one another with advice during career transitions, and her angel wingman, sister, her sister Kelly. You can find links to KitList, also to the videos that they talked about, the COVID video series, to get the job series on our website, thementorsradio.com. We'll also put a link on there for StrengthsFinder 2.0. You can learn more about this and other shows by going to our website. When you're there, make it easy for yourself and subscribe to future shows. Remember, too, that you can also listen to us online, any device, anytime, at thementorsradio.com or on any podcast platform, Apple, Google Play, Stitchers, TuneIn, Spotify. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.